Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. we know in a world where society is collapsing, Riverdale will always be collapsing. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Riverdale Roundup. We are here talking about Season 4, Episode 16, Chapter 73, The Locked Room. Which, you, you know, know I, it just is making sense to me now why it's called The Locked Room, and I will say that. <laughs> it's the soothing comfort of normalcy that is being disappointed by Riverdale. That we all need in this time. I will say this episode, um, it made me say, are you kidding me? At least about <laughs> five times. I will say I laughed so hard. As they say in Lord of the Flies, Molly, I have the conch. Which I really, really, if there was everything in me, I was like, please call him fatty. Please call him fatty. Please call Mr. DuPont fatty. That is what Jughead said to Mr. DuPont. Um, He didn't call him fatty, and I was very upset about that, though. You know, I love a locked-in-a-room premise. The murder mystery of um, Say by the Bell to this day is one of my favorite episodes. So just like I always do with this episode of Riverdale, I, I, I buckled up and I got ready for the journey they were going to take us on. And I said, all right, let's do this. We're all locked in a room. And once again, I find myself uh, almost disappointed enough to forget all of the other things that I am feeling right now about the world. It really does help. You know what it is? Find your anger and direct it at Riverdale. And that is what we are here for. Because today we are talking about figuring out why Jughead was quote unquote murdered and for and by whom did the murder. So what do Betty and Jughead do? <laughs> they get together Mr. DuPont and the fo- only four classmates that they have at Stonewall Prep and they lock them in the room to figure it out. I just feel like they all could have really taken them down and if someone locked me in a room and was like, we're going to put our fingers in your face and we're going to say all the bad things you've ever done. I would have beaten the shit out of them. <laughs> right? Definitely. They're, and they're all just like, um, okay, let's do this. But the thing, the main thing about this episode is that it's supposed to be the big satisfying like reveal. Like, oh, here's how it all happened. And I feel like it happened. 
I don't even know, what, eight episodes too late? Like, how long have we been waiting for any information than to have this fucking months-long thing with zero clarity, (laughs) zero information, and then one episode where you find out all of it? I was like, this sucks. You should have been trickling this information out to us over the course of the last eight or 12 or how fucking 25 episodes so that we don't just get it all at once. That's why I can barely. So as they're unraveling and you're supposed to be watching this as if it's like, a aha, oh my God, for each thing that they say. But I was like, okay, wait. What was happening? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mr. Chipping. Okay. And this is, and we are people that scream about this show every single week. Yeah. And I keep track. And I still didn't quite understand. I was like, oh, y'all are bringing that shit back from 20 episodes ago. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So also, not spoiler alert, because y'all either know or you don't care and you're just listening to us and I appreciate you and I love you very much because I need to yell right now. (laughs) So the whole thing was because of Mr. DuPont, the old man teacher that if you remember was the one that when Forsyth, Jughead's grandfather, went to Stonewall Prep, he quote-unquote purchased the Baxter Brothers script from him and then took it and essentially stole it from him and made millions and millions and made this huge empire out of it. So this is back in the day. Remember 25 centuries ago, Molly, when we were like, oh, this probably has to do with the grandparents. Yeah, we did call that. We it's did, just that I guess. We did it, it. We did accept that they did it in the most disappointing, dumb fucking way possible, where it wasn't any of the grandparents who we know. It wasn't like... Oh, it was going to be like, oh, cool. This is going to be. No, it's just like fucking Mr. DuPont, who's not anybody's grandparent. I don't care. Yeah. And then the the first Forsyth, which also I don't care about him. And then spoiler alert, Donna's grandparent. We don't care about Donna. I don't give a (laughs) shit about Donna. I don't. You know what? I'm going to say that I think I may. And I'm not not saying the actor actress because she's killing it. But Donna, the character. I hate with every fiber of my being. I hope she. I hate her fake crying. I hate how she gets away with everything. It's just like, but I'm just a girl. It's fucking 2020, bitch. Get a better excuse. <laughs> yeah, and I still, honestly, I still don't know why it all happened. Like, I'm. We should start honestly with the fucking end. What? Like, tell me. At the end of this episode, because I was watching it with people who are in my house who are quarantining with me who don't watch Riverdale, and I was like, and they were like, oh, you don't have to explain everything. And I was like, no, it's my job to be able to talk about this. <laughs> and so I was like trying to explain shit, but you know, you can't, you don't have the time. You try to explain what happened. You don't have the time. You don't have the time. That's actually why I watched this one alone, because I've watched the last two alone. And Jeff was like, well, why don't you just catch me up before this episode? I was like, I don't even want to do that. Don't worry about it. They're just fall off the boat. It's done. Yeah. It's over, that, this man. This is exactly what happened with me and Gideon. If you missed one episode and then I was like, oh, I'll catch you up. And then if you missed two, it's like, you know what? There's it, It's all so fucking stupid. There's no way to even catch up anyway. And also the way that they put a bow on this, I am assuming that everything else that happened in this season will never be spoken of ever again. Because they did try, can we try to go through, maybe it will be helpful to go through, what all did we 
quote unquote find out what all did they try to wrap in in terms of all the seeds that they had planted throughout the season okay so y'all remember when Jughead was brought into Stonewall Prep a hundred thousand years ago so this was all a plan this was a plan so what they had fig- what Jughead and Betty had figured out was that Moose remember Moose who was convinced to go and enlist in the army after he'd been brought to Stonewall Prep by Mr. Chipping. Mr. Chipping is the teacher that killed himself. So he kills himself because Moose had been brought there to be murdered by the (laughs) Ghost Rider so that the next Ghost Rider could become the Ghost Rider of the Baxter Brothers series. Which which was going to be Donna, right? Donna was going to yes. be we found out at the very end that she did but it because she I think was going to I think she was going to like share it with people right I think they were all going to work on it together okay all right but so these are so what do you have to remember all right when you're following me is that there are like three revenge stories happening that we yes. didn't know about this entire time that yeah. all of it was brought to light in this episode when better to find out about a long-standing, simmering revenge than fucking 25 episodes into a goddamn season, you And know? especially three separate ones happening at the same time, and we weren't <laughs> aware of any of them. So the revenge, so that's helpful. So let's pause here and go, the revenge plot lines that we found, that are happening, that we found out about are Donna's grandmother, Jane Dallas, uh, was serial murdered by Mr. DuPont? Yes, because Mr. DuPont is the killer. Mr. DuPont is the killer that originally started all the Stonewall 4 because he got rid of everyone around him because he didn't want anyone to know that he was going to be the sole writer of the Baxter Brothers franchise. So he got rid right. of everybody. So this revenge that he was brought... So Jughead was brought to Stonewall Prep as a way to bait Jughead's grandfather to coming out of hiding to show up at the school 60-some-odd years later so that Mr. DuPont could kill him. So while it's a long game. Jughead <laughs> yes, waited for his grandson to come of age so that in senior year he could come to the school so as a way to get his missing, the missing fourth, to come out of the woodwork so that he could kill him? That's a long game. That's a fucking long game. <laughs> On top of that, Jughead's trying to figure out who killed him, and so he was brought in as bait. And then Mr. Chipping killed himself, and Mr. Chipping killed himself because he didn't want to kill Moose, because Moose was the one that was supposed to die. And what was Moose bait for again? Moose was just supposed to be the murder victim because every ghostwriter has to kill a boy, I don't know why, to get the next, <laughs> to become the ghostwriter. Like, if you want to be the ghostwriter, you have to kill a boy. Okay. So Moose was going to be killed, and right. Mr. Chipping knew that, which is why he killed himself after uh-huh. getting Moose out of Dodge. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So then since Jughead's bait already, why don't we kill Jughead? And I really love the fact that um so and Donna wanted to be the ghostwriter all by herself, even though all four of them were the ones that conspired together to kill Jughead to get the ghostwriting position. But Donna's grandmother 
is Jane Dallas, who was killed by, who was uh, one of the original ghostwriters of the Baxter Brothers, along with Mr. Chip, Mr. fucking DuPont, and yes. Mr. DuPont killed her, and killed we her. found that out, and like, with like seven minutes left of this episode. Yes, and so Donna was like, yes, so this entire time has been my revenge <laughs> for my grandmother, because since birth, it has been her, it's her job, was to go to Stonewall Prep, and go and get revenge for her grandmother who the character Tracy True was based on originally. Again, a very long game. I'm asleep. I'm already asleep. This is, know, I'm so thing. mad. I'm so it's, mad about it's, it. It's hard it's hard to it's hard to watch an episode that is a poorly written episode tying a bunch of shitty different plot lines together at a time that my brain is so that I can barely even finish a sentence. Like, I'm so yes, upset. We all, and otherwise, we all yes. Need, right. Like, we all need distractions right now, yes. But also, like, I can't focus on whatever mystery Riverdale is pretending to, to unravel here. Like, I'm like, I don't have the time for this, Riverdale. You got to make it simpler for me. Yes, or more fantastical. I need one or the other. I need to be so over the top. So I will give them credit. That they were desperately trying to make this ragtag season make a semblance of sense. Because it, it yeah. because it was all over the place. They didn't tie in the videotapes, though. Of well, the they did tie torches, in the videotapes. Because what ended up happening is that then, after they all realized that all four of them were in on it, that Joan was the one that was... A, why also... Would you put the weakest, least angry one on the job of hitting the tall man in a head with a rock to death? Wouldn't you ask Brett to do something like that? But that's a whole other fucking story. He was wearing a beanie, Jackie. It saved him. He was wearing a beanie and it saved his life because her little bird arms couldn't hit his head. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I don't think with a rock the size of my hand that I could kill you with one strike, right? I mean, what what ended up happening, you know, conveniently, was that it was enough to, like, really not hurt him at all, but but make him dead enough that he was apparently dead for a couple seconds and then was able to fully recover immediately without any sort of medical. I guess he was in a coma for a couple days. <laughs> Betty was like, it was the hardest three days of my life. There was, yeah. like, several... So some answer... Uh, it's hard to... Some questions that we had last week were answered in terms of like, why were there all these scenes between people who were in on it acting like they weren't in on it before? Because there was a kind of rollout of people who were in on it. Right. Right. And including Betty didn't even. But but they. So at first, Betty really did think that maybe she'd kill him. I guess they weren't sure if he was going to survive, even though he like woke up drug. I mean, Archie was like, he's dead. And then Jughead was like, uh, no doctors. And they were like, why did you say no doctors? And he was like, I don't know, which is a great Riverdale thing. Just say something that's convenient to the plot line and just don't justify it at all. That's right. Cause he was barely alive and he just went, no hospitals. No hospitals. And then passed back out and then was in a coma for three days. And then, right, and so then we find out the kind of chain of cover-up. And right, he said no hospitals. Why? Oh, maybe because I knew I had a, I, w- I wouldn't have a fighting chance to find, to frame you got to sh- prove that I knew Betty me. was going to be framed. Like, how would you even, <laughs> what are you talking about? Three-dimensional so chess. Happening. 
Because we were talking about this last week. So what ended up happening is that Donna, a devil's breath, devil's breath at Betty. So puts her into a fugue. They set her up so she thinks that she killed him. They leave them there. So when she comes back to, she immediately calls Charles. And they have a hop, 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 team. Some weird fake <laughs> FBI ambulance show up with two I, uh, people that now know that there's a possibly a dead kid on their hands. But they don't ask any <laughs> questions. It's an FBI ambulance. <laughs> it is a hop, and hop, they hop, take- hop, 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 <laughs> Didn't it seem like that they were made? They may up, as well up, have up. made those sounds. <laughs> and and I still have a lot of zero questions for the record, unless I missed it at the very end. Zero questions about Charles have been answered, right? No. So that is still going to come up, I'm sure. Okay. Because, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's just like, he just shows up in the woods, is apparently still an FBI agent, helps them cover up Jughead's, you know, fake death. And then. At the end of this episode, shows up to make a, a, a I was going to say a citizen's arrest, but I guess it's an actual FBI arrest. So, ostensibly, this guy is really in the FBI. I'm still not convinced. And so that is, and so you're talking about when they come back to, when they come back to, because so then they immediately realize, all the kids realize, our, our teens, that they were, that they were trying to be set up. So they burn all their clothes and yada, 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 everything else that happened in the rest of the season. And so now that they're trying to frame them and they so in this locked room, when they finally come at Mr. DuPont and they're like, Mr. DuPont, you said all these things. And then FP and the grandfather come in and they're like, I'm Forsyth and you are a bad teacher. (laughs) And so what does Mr. DuPont do? Again, because Riverdale loves doing the same bullshit thing more uh, over and over again, throws himself out the same window that Mr. Chipping did. Yeah, it's true. They Nothing Riverdale loves more than just doing the same shit over and over again. Serial killer in season two, serial killer in season four. I just, I keep waiting. It was the same with Mr. Chipping throwing himself out the window. I was waiting for it to be like, oh, that's our trick suicide window. I'm still kind of waiting for that, where he's actually alive somewhere, you know? I know, I know. And I can't help but feel like, perhaps given that so many teens watch Riverdale, it is theoretically a show for teens, I feel like I want them to examine their relationship with using suicide as a plot device. Very weird choice to keep bringing back suicide. Yeah. And maybe it's because it's such a ridiculously cartoonish way of throwing yourself out a window because they do take cartoonish running starts to like dive out the window like they're free willy. Yeah, they do kind of like a shoulder, like like Mr. DuPont did kind of like a shoulder first. Uh, And it's like a... It's maybe like a second story or two third story. It's, it's the like not second even that story. It's the second story. Um, so it's yeah, but I, I just there's a part of me that's like I worry, I worry about this and the teens. Yes, and I but at least it is like it's not like they're taking a bunch of pills or hanging themselves because I think that if I threw myself out of a window in a second story like that, I'd definitely be hurt. But you're most likely, it's not like a 100% guarantee that you're going to die. No, I don't think that you are good at all. You're like, you're probably just going to be like, ah, you know. So why did I do that? I feel like it's akin to a fish throwing itself onto a boat, you know, where you're like, hope I don't. Like, it's not going to be fun, but they'll probably throw me back in because fish are thinking about these things. I don't know if you know that, but. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. There was also a plot line involving Hermosa, which I would like to to clarify. Hermosa basically... You mean Hermosa the private investigator, right? Hermosa the private investigator lent her private investigative tools to Veronica, even though they hate each other for the purposes of like finding out all this dirt on all of the Stonewall kids, right? Yes. Why did she give up her feud with Veronica? I think it's because Edamosa was so close to, she was trying to pin Veronica for the murder. So I ah. think to get her off of her trail, she was yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. we didn't do that, but we need your help. So yeah. I think she just was like, well, I'm going to bend into her evil side more than anything. And uh-huh. I mean, it did work out in her favor. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So that was convenient. There was, I'm trying to think of like, at, there, at one point they're like, Archie even told his mom <laughs> and there was Which made sense like, because they needed a lawyer so that also made sense right right so there was like it's hard you know we struggle again I said this last week but it's like we used to you know kind of go through the plot lines for each character and these last two episodes to their perhaps limited credit have involved all of the characters so that's why we're like it's like I'm, it's very hard for me to not bounce all around but also if you're listening to this and you're like this makes no sense it's because the episode made no sense the big reveal there is nothing like it was the kind of creepy teacher the whole time but it didn't have anything to do with Jughead he was settling a 60 year feud yes. and Jughead and Betty kind of knew in advance enough that this might happen that they were able to like plan to make Jughead's attempted murder actual attempted murder by them like be fake no so hospitals (laughs) so in other words what we were asking last week was why did they do this why did Betty and Jughead do this and what we found out this week is that it's not exactly that Betty and Jughead faked Jughead's own death on purpose. It's that Jughead was actually attempted murdered. And yes. then 
split second thinking, you got to have your head on straight in this time of an emergency. Uh, they yeah. decided to use that attempted murder then as an opportunity. Revenge, revenge. Yeah. It's so much revenge happening at once. So that now Mr. DuPont is dead. So they bring in all the th- three students. They bring in Joan, they bring in Donna, and they bring in Brett to be, they bring them into the FBI studios. <laughs> and then at the FBI studios, Joan is just like, well, my daddy's an ambassador, so I'm a fucking peace. And then they bring in Donna, and Donna's like, cry, cry, cry. And it's all Mr. DuPont's fault. I fucking hate Donna. I hate her face. I hate everything about her. Uh, but again, not the actress, just the way that she does the character. And Brett, who's like, I, okay, go ahead and pin all of this on me. FBI, but I'm going to take, again, which I hate that they don't bring up. Brett says, I'm going to take that sex tape, again with the fucking sex tape. I'm going to use the sex tape of Jughead and Betty, and I'm going to put it on the World Wide Web, which is what he says. Which, wouldn't it be, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know a whole lot about that. Isn't that child pornography if they're both under the age of 18 and wouldn't he just go to jail for doing that? Also going to jail for taking it without their permission. Yeah, yeah. The sex tape thing is, again, it's one of these things that I feel like Riverdale should, like, because it is a show for teens, I appreciate that it doesn't, like, pander to teens. Like, it doesn't have, like, very special episodes, and I appreciate that, but... I also feel like they should just do these things with some mindfulness of the fact that teens like watch them. And I just feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel like the whole like, oh, I'll just threaten to get back at you by like publishing a sex tape is like not like a great plot line for like what. Like, no. when, like many teens actually like go through revenge porn shit like all the time. Yes, and it's already a very upsetting thing that especially young people have to deal with in this right. the time that it's very easy to be spied on. I think that if I were younger, that would be a much huge, like a much bigger fear for me. But now at this age, where I'm just like, go ahead, okay, <laughs> fine. I mean, no one wants to watch that, but if you wanna. <laughs> I get, I'd rather you go to jail and everyone seeing me fucking dropping some pork than you <laughs> just not going to jail, all right? And But then, very scarily, uh, FP comes in. With, is it with Jughead? Also very upsetting, Molly. I immediately thought about you. FP, so then, like, so FBI Charles is like, okay, you're going to give away. Well, why don't I go consult some uh, FBI friends? He leaves. Who comes in, which, I mean, hubba bubba, because both of them had their serpent's jackets yes, on. I and was they put happy on, to see the return of the serpent jacket. For very sure, into it. But too. they put on the the brass knuckles, and FP beats him within an inch of his life. Yeah, that was really scary. Like, like I don't come to Riverdale to be scared. Like, no. really scared? I come to Riverdale to be like, ooh, spooky. And, like, Brett picked up and his ooh, face. sexy. Yeah, Brett picked up his face and he had been, like, beaten half to death. Like, and I was upset by it. I didn't want to see that. No, because I don't like Brett, but it's also weird for the sheriff of a town to, <laughs> to beat be a child. child with brass knuckles. To, within an inch of his life, that boy was, <laughs> I was upset. I did not need to see that face. Like, his horrible, like, they 
they really like for fucking a one second shot they really went all out to make his face look terrifying like he had really been beaten to death and not to be like this but over a sex tape you're gonna beat a child almost to death I mean, I guess it's very upsetting, would... and it is. It will ruin, it, like especially as a young person, it ruins your life for, or you assume it ruins your life. It it, it aids in a lot of you know, suicides. It's, I'm not saying it's just a whatever bullshit thing. It's just that is, yeah, nuts. Yeah, no, that was too much. I did not want them. I wanted them to like do like a big cartoony punch in the face. I didn't want them to like kill Brett in a violent way. Yeah, and also, or at least let Jughead do it, who's also under the age of 18. I mean, yeah. as a sheriff of a town, you shouldn't be doing that to anybody. Yeah, this is not the sexy serpent sheriff daddy that we asked for. No, but watching him kiss Alice Cooper make, always makes me happy. Yeah, although, again, having people in my house watching this with me who don't watch Riverdale, they were like, wait a minute, why do they all live in a house together, and why are the people who are dating parents kissing and I was like well well uh oh and also that other guy is both of theirs child (laughs) and both of their children are dating (laughs) and both of their children are dating oh yeah in high school they made that other guy FBI not FBI and uh (laughs) and now both of their children are dating I love man I will say quarantine is really bringing people together to have to watch things that other people don't watch and I think that's a fun thing about quarantining it is yeah it's a it's a fun thing about quarantining I am terrified of when I run out of love is blind love is blind is the only thing getting me through this quarantine not I got you girl I got lots of shit to send you of what you can watch to shut your brain off I'll have your brain turn to mush if you want I got a lot of yes please for you I, I t- I'm telling you, I had to think too hard to follow this Riverdale episode. It was too much. That's why I had to, and I watched it right before we started recording oh, good. this. That's the, that's the only reason why, because I'm like, I, I watched it last night, not even that long ago, and I'm like, if, I don't know what the, you could pay me $100 to tell you what happened in that episode, and I don't know. Now, what I will say is kind of exciting. So all of this does get wrapped up in a bow because they all get brought in, and then Donna gets the ghostwriting thing, and... Of course, that's when Betty confronts her and's like, your grandmother died, and that's why you were doing all of it. And I, does she give it to Jughead, or is it just kind of done? I was really struggling to tie that scene in with the rest of the episode. At the end, Betty somehow ends up in Donna's dorm room, and she's just like, I know your secret. So once again, Riverdale is like, oh, reveal, extra reveal. Everything like, you've got. Everything is a reveal. And so then Donna's like, oh, it's because my grandmother, Jane Dallas. So I'm getting revenge for her. I orchestrated the whole thing. But then I don't know who was the enemy, Mr. DuPont or Donna. I think little column A, little column B, because she uh-huh. was where, again, it's revenge times three. This uh-huh. episode should have been called revenge times three. So they were all working for their own <laughs> bullshit. And so none uh-huh. of them were working cohesively, which is what, as a community, we need to be doing. And that's what we should <laughs> learn, Riverdale. But what I love is that afterwards, and also this whole time, Betty and Archie have been pretending to be new lovers because Jughead was dead. But now we possibly think that fake lovers might be turning into real lovers. Because I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into this. But it doesn't look like the kisses between Jughead and Betty are very passionate right now. Really? And I feel like if I had just solved my own attempted murder, I'd really fuck it out. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, I got, yeah, I don't know. I thought she was like happy to see him in the bunker and all that. But maybe they're just like, you know, that thing in high school where you become like so close to your, I didn't date anybody in high school, so I don't know. But I feel like there's a thing where people in high school just are like, uh-oh, we just became really good friends. Yeah, and I think that that might be what's happening. I also, I have no idea. I, I never did, I never, like, dated anyone in high school either. But I'm assuming maybe that's what young people do. I I'm, I think that they're probably going to try and turn it into some sort of sordid plot, which, again, I'll watch it for sure. It's just, you know, you shouldn't settle. Not you shouldn't. I have friends who, several different friends who married in, from who are married who met in high school. But I feel like there is a risk when you settle into a very serious relationship that young, that you're going to want to spice it up with, for example, your partner's best friend. Yes, and I'd watch all four of them have a fucking hoedown. I'm down with that, as long as it's consensual and as long as, you know, everyone's okay with it. But I would definitely watch it, but I don't want to continue watching them because, honestly, there's no sexual heat between them on camera. Between Archie and... Betty? Betty, yes. Yeah, even though I did love that text scene from last week. It was cute. Yeah, do you think that there is sexual, I guess there is real sexual heat between uh, Jughead and Betty because there's real sexual heat between uh, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt. Right. So that's why, I don't know where that's going to leave off, but what I love is that Cheryl, of course, always the needler, was needle, 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 needle of like, well, but you guys were really, you know, like, cousin, your secret is safe with me, even though Betty is pretending like she has no feelings for Archie. But what I do love is that Betty was like, yeah, Cheryl, we were just pretending because Jughead was fake dead. And then Cheryl says, no one ever really dies in Riverdale. Do they? <laughs> and I feel like who is about to come back? Is someone about to come back that we think is dead that we never saw the body of? Is it going to be Mr. Chipping? We never saw the body. It has to be someone that we never saw the body of because, again, in Riverdale. Now, we saw the body of Mr. DuPont. He is dead. And Jason Blossom. That's what I mean. And it's like, so when you see the body, usually that means they're dead. But when you don't see the body, interesting, interesting. Because, you, because again... Charles is still talking to fucking chick in jail. Yeah, that's the thing. That shit was never resolved in this episode. Charles and chick are boyfs and they have never ever, they just dropped that bomb and just left and they've never ever ever resolved it since. I think that we are trusting FBI, not FBI Charles, a little too fucking much. And I am. Yeah, Betty. Sure, Betty's just like, oh, let me tell, let me let you in on my whole murder plot. And he's like, yeah, I'll help. It's not good. He should know those no. things. And I think it's going to come back against them. On top of the fact that, again, man, they have been pushing it hard for the past like two weeks that Kevin is in charge of the variety show, <laughs> which we all know is going to be. So I, I of course, read the little summary on the Hedwig and the Angry Inch episode. And that the I think Principal Honey is going to tell them they can't perform that musical at the school, and so they're all going to perform it together. And God, I'm already so mad about it. Oh, I'm already so mad about it. But it's um it's coming because last episode Kevin was like, "But I am working on this school musical." And then this episode he's like, "Jughead, even you, you also have to do the musical this year." So I guess all of them are gonna do it. I can't believe we just spent all this time on this fucking murder mystery and now we gotta go do a musical. 
And that is, but of course, over their dead bodies, they're all going to graduate high school at the same time. Molly. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I just... I went down a rabbit hole in my brain just now of thinking how Riverdale is going to do the the COVID episodes, but uh, you know, I guess that's that's for next season. Well, we will see how it goes, and <laughs> I am uh, I will say that I really I enjoyed uh, Jughead and Betty this episode. I thought that they carried the episode well. I will give them yeah. that. I like them as a team for sure. Yes. And I love that he's back to wearing his serpent's jacket, which honestly, I saw, I felt a little bit of the spark I used to have for him. I was I wondering if you did. And it was so funny because, you know, I had been saying all season, like, I kind of like preppy Jughead. I think it's like, I, I, did, I was surprised to find myself, like, liking his little, like, collar shirt look. And then as soon as he walked in with the jacket, I was like, oh, yeah, all right. I don't really feel any heat for Jughead myself, but I was like, okay, I get where Jackie's coming from here. I mean, it's bad. I, I just love, I love myself a bad boy. I love myself a bad boy. And I did, I will say, I believe it was in, I forget which article I read. I believe it was in Den of Geek that was talking about pondering about what they're going to do with FP and his storyline. Oh, Lord. And he did, they did, whoever wrote that article did say that they wondered if the, the article was written by Chris Cummins. Thank you, Chris, for this supposition. Do you think that FP is going to leave with his father and that's why he's going to leave the show? Oh, but who's going to take care of Jughead? Are they going to bring back, um, what's her name? Oh, God, I fucking wish. Gladys? Gladys Jones. I really, I, I'm here for it if they bring back Gladys. I love Bad Mommy. But also, what about <laughs> Jelly Bean? She's still young enough. Yeah. She needs a, a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Jughead. I mean, yeah, they're probably just going to be like, oh, Jughead's the daddy now. I mean, I'll look at that daddy. I'll, I'm <laughs> fine with Jughead daddy. And I am uh, I will watch it. I'm here for it. Well, guys, uh, that, that that is our episode today. And I hope you followed along. We tried. We tried hard. We did try. And you know what? I will say Riverdale is trying as well <laughs> they are am i trying. giving them too much no i think they're trying i think that i'm still not convinced it's not just like a team of like a hundred not a hundred monkeys but like a hundred like 11 year olds maybe typing yeah, it you know i could see it that that like bring it to someone they're like well the council wants this so i guess we're gonna <laughs> keep going with it i i don't know and i'm i i will say at least it is not another drug or another gang thing and they have gotten back to murder mysteries so yeah they're trying something else they're i trying. am along for the ride of course <laughs> they're trying to do something we'll like they're not succeeding but they're trying no no, no they're definitely not but they are de definitely giving us something to take our minds off of <laughs> our realities right now so i am forever thankful for it thank you guys so much we love you we will be back next week with next week's episode episode 17 I don't know what it's called guys I'm not looking to the future I'm doing <laughs> it now right now we love you and we will talk to you next week bye, bye. this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.